Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All our bets for the Commanders and the Bears Thursday Night Football, side total and props coming up next hour, final hour, power hour of the show. Narrative bets still to come for college football this weekend. The little Feliz Nari Tav got some hashtag spots that I think we'll be able to exploit. Looking forward to that. We will get to the monster teasers for this week, both side and total in the National Football League. Joey Kanish will join us 20 minutes from now. Pro Sports Better, our friend from the Hammer. Kanish's college football wagers for the weekend again, coming up in 20 minutes. We will get to P-squared, B-squared awards. Back to it in a moment here. But just want to remind everyone, hey, it's awesome to be on with our friends at Stadium, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern every single day, simulcast on Stadium at... Ready? WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo TV, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. Also, the satellite radio era has begun here on You Better You Bet Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. All right, now that we've done that, and also to our nice. longtime listeners... It's, it's awesome to have you guys here with us. Thank you so much. Uh, back to P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards. Ken, Jake, let's fade the music up, please. Um, I had given out the prices for Defensive Rookie of the Year when we last talked yep. about this last hour on the show. I'll just reread the top four names on the board. Jalen Carter of the Eagles, minus 125. Devin Witherspoon, again, following his one-man obliteration of the Giants on Monday night. Witherspoon, 3-1. to one. Will Anderson of the Texans at 8. And Brian Branch of the Detroit Lions, who's like, who's awesome. He's really good. He's also at eight to one. Any thoughts on defensive rookie of the year? And then we will transition to offensive rookie of the year. And I can't wait to discuss that market. And I would just uh, I'd add, and I know this is like public and infor- <coughs> excuse me information. And you did this on the show already. Just Christian Gonzalez for the Patriots probably going to be out for the season. So like if you see him further down the board, they haven't removed him from the market at a lot of places. Just if you see that number, be like, oh, click, you know, like not really. Ch- <laughs> Who needs to Google his name? Like, I'm sure it's fine. I'll just put the money in like he's he out. He he not winning, unfortunately, because it's a terrible injury. Um, but just like worth noting that the market has shifted a little bit because the third choice, fourth choice um, is uh, is not going to play anymore and can't win. So the. The only thing about this market that's interesting, and it could potentially get really interesting later, rookie markets tend to be a little wacky versus other like conventional markets like MVP or Offensive Player of the Year because we have a track record with all those players. Makes perfect sense, right? Like we're we're pretty sure Patrick Mahomes is really good. We're pretty sure Josh Allen's really good. Like we we feel confident that at the end of the season those players will be better than other players, and we're right a lot of the time. Rookie markets, somebody gets off to a good start. 
somebody has a slow start and picks up. Like, it's just the order of how things happen, guys who play well in the first half and then tail off in the second half. It's a laundry list of names historically. So I would still remind people to keep an incredibly open mind. Yes, there are tweets every hour about how good Jalen Carter is and quotes about how he's like Aaron Donald and, and it's great. He also has like one and a half sacks this year and we've only played four games. So just like, yes, all of that is possible and the hype is real and he is really good. Also, like the stats have to follow for him to win. And like Witherspoon absolutely crushed Monday night more than any rookie probably will crush any game the entire season, offense or defense. Also, he has one interception. Also, he only has the sacks that he accumulated in that game. So like, are these guys ahead right now? absolutely like that's not the argument the argument is like what does it take for another witherspoon to happen this week and a different player and three weeks from now and five weeks from now like these guys are ahead but we are way overrating the margin by which they're ahead from a statistical standpoint like carter has one that it any any defensive lineman can get two sacks in a game like it's just it would take some good fortune but it can happen they're not that far ahead. So should they be favorites? Yes. Should they even be low priced because we don't know who the other guys are? Yes. But like Witherspoon's the example of how crazy it gets. He was 25 before the game started and now he's three. That means next week someone else can be 25. Like Emmanuel Forbes picks off Justin Fields twice tonight, returns one for a touchdown. Great. Now he's two. Like that's that's how on a knife edge the market is. So this isn't me saying like go jam all the long shots. It's not me saying like go jam all the long shots, but like what I actually want to re like really get people to not do early in the year is when so when the first favorite emerges in every market happens every year, every award market, like the first favorite, you almost never want to bet the first favorite. Like you could just pass the market and maybe the first favorite ends up Shohei Otani, right? Perfect example. Like, all right, he was even money. Let's wait this out. Nope, nobody else. I don't have a dollar in it. He wins, whatever. I, I win zero, I lose zero, whatever. But like the idea that the first favorite has to be the winner. Like now I have FOMO, I have to jump. What if Jalen Carter goes to minus 500? I'll, I'll miss out. What if Josh Allen goes to minus 300? I'll miss out. Really resist, like that's a bad way to make money in these. The best way to make money is honestly like wait and wait and wait while this, whoever this first favorite is like occupies this space. And when we get later and we know more, you get to make the call about whether you want to like attack that favorite or not. And when you do, you'll be betting big prices. You'll be betting them later in the year with great information and maybe polling and they make a really good decision. So like don't jam Carter. Don't jam Witherspoon. Like, it's a really bad idea. Like, it just is. It's way too early to jam minus 110s on rookies. It's just, it's way too early. You'd be like, well, everybody says he's aerodynamic. He has one and a half sacks. Like, can we, like, can we just, can we wait a little bit before we like, like, what's the dentist? Like, you want to crown them? Crown their asses. Like, it's, uh, we don't know if they are who we thought they were. We have no idea. We don't know if Jalen Carter is who we think he is. We don't know if Witherspoon is who we think he is. So, like, can they win? Sure. Is this like a jam spot? It's week five. There's no such thing as a jam spot. And you'll look at those and you'll want to do that. Just like a word of caution. Imagine how you felt about Witherspoon last week and how you feel now. That can happen with someone we're not thinking about right now very easily in the next couple of weeks. A better chance of cashing our respective bet. Emmanuel Forbes, defensive rookie of the year, or Emiliano Grillo, Sanderson Farms championship.
Emmanuel well, or Emiliano? Take your pick. Yeah, Emmanuel. Because Emiliano like can't win already. Even par in his first round. He's seven back. It's gr- very unlikely the, the, it's going to happen. The grill. The, 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 it never the grill started. Belt, the grill belt, you push the you push the, the ignition button, and then you realize you forgot to take forgot, forgot to go take the propane tank to fill it up. We've all been there. And you're like, oh no, I forgot it was empty. I hit the starter button. Nothing happened. Brutal. The t- t- Tyler, how are you feeling about uh, your guy firing up the grill? Uh, we ran out of propane this morning, and we finished even, so it wasn't a good start for Grio. Oh, poor, poor Emiliano. So Emmanuel over Emiliano. I guess like to wrap up the defensive rookie and like yeah, it's like you could have no one right now because this is like a really weird market. Um, you mentioned like maybe some guy comes out of nowhere. Is there anyone you're targeting, or you just want like things to kind of like play out a little bit? No, I think it's okay to let it play out. I just like like the I have to bet the minus guy because it's like it might be too late soon. It's just too early for that. It's just too, you'd you'd be better off not betting because like. The price you're even getting on the guy if you're right is so small. Like the risk reward is awful to do stuff like that right now. It's way too you you'd actually really like some of these guys to get out to like minus three hundred, minus four hundred, and then like back half of the season, see if anybody see if they become really vulnerable. Like that's a way better approach. Time horizons way less to the award is announced. You have more information at that point. We played more games. Like you make such a smarter decision than 25% of season done. Let me bet minus one fifteen on a guy with with one and a half sacks. Uh, by the way, I, I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but you mentioned, like, who among us hasn't done this with the grill? Um, famously, I can't grill anything. I've never, like, worked a grill before. I feel like at some point I should, like, this is a skill I should at least acquire, at least at, like, a moderate level. But what I did do, we have a bunch of stray cats in our neighborhood that I've referenced, and the weather's been really nice this week. It's been great. feels like summer. The weather's going to start getting colder, though. Uh, I helped build, like, a like an outdoor cat house for, like, the strays. And we like put it in the area where they all hang out. So I, I would you make the house out? I, I can't. Of it? Like just wood. Uh, well, there's styrofoam inside the house and like hay inside the house that like my mother-in-law got from like I don't know where you get like pumpkins or whatever. So there's hay in the house and there's styrofoam <laughs> in the, the house. Local hay it's like shop, a tire, right? Yeah, and it's like and it's like a Tupperware <laughs> container. Yeah, and they're supposed to go in it when it's cold because it's you feel bad like these poor animals outside when it's freezing cold. Anyway, I can't grill. You better, you bet with Nick Got and Ken. It. Tremendous Football Thursday. Let's talk some more awards here. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think this market is fascinating. Um, CJ Stroud, by virtue of, you know, incredible performances the last couple weeks, now finds himself as the sole favorite in the market. CJ Stroud, plus 175 at BetMGM, our show sponsor, the King of Sportsbooks, to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Bijan Robinson, who had been the favorite the entire year and offseason, is now plus 400. Uh, the great Puka Nakua, who means no worries for the rest of your days. I wish that I had come up with that first. Like a million people have done it. It's really good, though. So I think I'm going to say it. Nakua, plus 450. Anthony Richardson, plus 650. Devin Achan, who's going to have 175 yards and eight touchdowns this week against the Giants, is seven. Zay Flowers, 16. Jameer Gibbs and Jordan Addison, both 30. Tank Dell and Sam Laporta, both 40. My guy Marvin Mims, 66. And my guy Quentin Johnston of the Chargers is at 80. Unfortunately, Quentin Johnston on a bye this week. Because mm. I really like him. Uh, Ken, yeah. what about Offensive Rookie of the Year with Stroud now the favorite? I think uh, I think this award has a chance to be really interesting. It's, I think, a little more interesting right now than some of the others. Uh, do I think Stroud should be the favorite right now? Yes, because the market just reflects his statistics up to this point. Um, do I think it's possible he doesn't win? Yes. Uh, if I was trying to beat him, who would I go with? And this is where things get really interesting. So there's, if you look at all of the really like legit other candidates, 
I'll say the top six and then kind of draw a line at that point. So Stroud being one and then Bijan, Nakua, Richardson, Achan, and Flowers. Like if we want to just cut it there just for now. they Some of them have some things coming up which could maybe or maybe not really, really impact their production going forward in the future, right? So Nakua, it's pretty obvious. Like if Cooper Cup plays and plays a lot, Nakua can still be awesome it's just like an additional like high usage player in their offense. Maybe Nakua is just not historically awesome now. Maybe he's just like normal awesome or number two receiver awesome. That's possible. And that has to be considered going forward because if Cooper Cup wasn't coming back, like I might be betting Nakua to win this award if he was just going to play the rest of the year. He might like break the rookie record for catches. Um, but with Cooper Cup coming back, you have to be like, I kind of got to see it play out. That impacts him negatively going forward. Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman might start playing like this week, basically. That's really bad for his candidacy. Like, even if he's awesome, it's really bad. It's kind of the same way Cooper Cup's really bad for Puka Nakua, even though, like, they could still be good. Can they maintain the level of production or even exceed their level of production? You would have to say right now, no. Now the really tricky one, what is A-chan going to be the rest of the year with this stable of running backs? You would say, compared to the receivers he is more likely to con to like maintain his level of consistency because he's just like too good and they almost should have to play him. It's just it's like it seems like the path to him being like a number one guy is more open than for the other two. But it's just worth noting, like, that's a tough one, too. So like to beat Stroud, it's funny. I'm, you're looking at the same two you were looking at three weeks ago, for me, at least. It's just it's Bijan and it's Richardson. Like, it's those two guys. So the thing that I'm, like, this is a market I am actually considering betting this week. Not every market I'll bet every single week. It's a long season. If you bet every market every week, I don't I don't even know how you'd be able to do that. Uh, but it's just worth noting, like, Stroud plays Bijan in Atlanta. Atlanta has played, like, dead under games for the most part and dead under styles of games this entire season. If that's the kind of game this is, it's very unlikely Stroud's just 302 touchdowns again. It's actually like an opponent and a style of game that does not lend itself to a ton of statistics. Now, maybe Bijan's the same. Maybe he just like doesn't get touchdowns, which has kind of been his thing this year, accumulates yards, whatever. But he does that every week. Think, He's going for like 100 yards every week. It's, He's, it's like 100 and... aren't scoring. Right. It's like a hundred and zero. It's so funny. I think he absolutely, absolutely can still win. Everybody thinks he's awesome. The question is like, so I have two questions this week in this market. One, I already have a lot of Richardson at better than this. Do I want more? That's another, that's one question. Uh, guy who was Chernoff came on, like leads the league in explosive plays. He missed a week. Yep. <laughs> like it didn't play in part he's, of a week. He's that's ridiculously insane, good. By the way. Right. Yeah. So just should the margin between him and Stroud really be this? And does it have the chance to compress literally this week? Titans, terrible pass defense. Richardson gets them at home. Stroud plays in a game with the Falcons who would like, they play games that are like 32 points all the time. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So might bet more Richardson. If you have none, this might be a really good time. Again, like Cup plays Nakua Price up. Bijan Stroud played each other. Maybe we don't know what happens there. Richardson plays the Titans pass defense price. Maybe goes down. Like that's actually kind of a good, maybe he and Nakua flip places next week. Next question. Or this isn't even a question. It's just a statement. I don't know what the hell to do with HN in this market. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what to do with him. Like he, the two games are so otherworldly. You, it, it almost seems like too obvious that he, like he's 10 in some places still. Just, is that, is that right? I don't know. This is one I just, I don't know the answer to this one. He's like out of nowhere. It's kind of a platoon still, but it's also not. 
like I, this is where I think we could use your expertise, honestly, and what to expect the rest of the year. I can give you a guess, but it's a guess. I think right. that HN. I think that HN is likely to be the one A the rest of the season with Mostert and Jeff Wilson also spelling him, but also like probably playing a pretty decent amount. So I don't know that HN's ever like bell cow running back status. I think he's always going to split time. We'll do more on this coming up later this hour. But coming up next, college football bets for the weekend with Joey Kanish.